What's up, mi gente? Just got back after training, recorded a podcast with Roberto Hategan, who's up there. Enjoy the moment, guys. Hope you guys enjoy his Cambios de Ritmo as well. Remember, Cambios de Ritmo is here to show you guys that although it can't be everyone, it can be anyone. Off to Roberto's Cambios de Ritmo. Here we go. And here we are with Roberto Hategan. How are you? Good, man. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for bringing me on. Yeah, I'm happy to have you here. Um, we'll start off with our coffee today. Coffee. Coffee from Con Azúcar. Actually, I saw your old Instagram username used to be uh, Roberto Hategan 10. Yeah. So out of these um, that I got from Edwin <laughs> Torres, I picked the R10 one for you to have today. Ooh. Oh, the Ronaldinho. T- do you see I see that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you can see that. That's huh? sick. I think I'm going to go with... I got to be a captain today on this podcast, so I'm going to be Rafa Marquez. Oh, I love that. I don't need it, but it looks cool, yeah? Mexican nationality, too. It's perfect. Yeah, you already know. Yeah, man. So how are you doing, Roberto? How's your season going so far? <sighs> season? Season's having its up and downs already, yeah, with us uh, as a team. But it's like, you know, it's part of football, learning process. You live, you learn. Negatives, positives. So we're, like, collaborating well as a team. Yeah. Starting to get tighter and you know more knit together well, so yeah, I think we'll be we'll be very good. We'll be top top three this season. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, it's a long season. Yeah. So, like, it's nice being able to because I was obviously playing college soccer for the last six years. Yeah. So it's nice being able to obviously I'm just training with you guys, but it's nice knowing that there's a lot of games left, and it's definitely a different like perspective on, you know the the way things are going currently and that you can you have a lot of time to fix them obviously you want to fix them right away but it's nice having that kind of insurance i mean that would be perfect fishing you know fixing anything right away yeah it is what it is yeah so roberto let's get a little background on you where you're from where you were born where you played growing up and how you got into soccer try to do a little quick summary yeah uh born in chicago illinois to romanian parents uh that immigrated from romania to america um from there Age three, four, moved to Sacramento. Been living there practically, what, seven, another 16 years, 15 years. Stayed there, uh, played academy with Sac Republic, U14s. Before that was San Juan Lightning, another team in Sacramento. And then, uh, yeah, signed my pro contract at 16 at Sacramento Republic. And then uh, moved to Germany, 18 years old. Went to Nuremberg, U19s. After that, COVID hit. Had a tough, you know, tough year of trying to get myself together with football. Nothing was happening. And then uh, wanted to get back on my feet. So went straight to Romania, where my parents are from. Mm-hmm. Had some connections out there. Agent was very well, um, how do you say, oriented in, the, in Romania. So, you know, signed out there for a Division Two team. Got back on my feet. Went some trials with Division One. Did very well. Ended up signing Division Three after being, uh, you know, Mutually parting ways with the team in, in Division Two, and then um, yeah, then came here, MLS Next Pro with San Jose Earthquakes too. Nice. Back to California. Back to California. It's nice to be home, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I love Europe. Everybody loves Europe. I feel like as a vacation, it's perfect. Uh-huh. The people are different. You know, you're going out to coffees, you're staying hours on end. You don't, you know, you come here. You go to coffee with some friends. It's like, okay, one guy has to leave after five minutes to work. One guy has to, you know, go to schoolwork. One guy has to do this. One guy, has, it's like, all of a sudden, ten minutes later, everybody's gone. It's you and another guy. Hey, what should we do? Uh, yeah. Hit the mall. I don't know. <laughs> it's yeah. Something random, you know. 
yeah. obviously he's next to the beach it's, it's different kelly's kelly's lovely what yeah. Say. yeah yeah it's also nice having that balance because your family lives in sacramento right yeah so it's yeah. like a good obviously good. you're not across the seas but you're also not you know down the block so it's a nice balance i bet yeah yeah i love it to be honest how often do you go home probably once every two weeks now they're in romania for yeah. vacation so Usually, usually once every two weeks. Oh, is this one of the first times that you miss vacation? Nah, you've missed a lot. No, huh? oh my yeah. God. I think I miss every family vacation. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad. When's the last time you went to Romania just for vacation? Um, Dude, probably when I was like 12. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, they're just for vacation. 13. Uh -huh. Yeah, somewhere around there. It's like, as a soccer player, you miss, yeah. every, you miss everything too now. Yeah. I mean, I haven't been to Mexico since 2018. Yeah. And my family's been, I think, three times since. Barely. Yeah. Cause there's always like, oh, in the summer, they wanna they wanna go, uh, but I have like MPSL or USLT. Yep. And then in the winter they wanna go, but when I was at Riverside, the quarter would start right away, so like uh, I couldn't so you, go. Yeah. Yeah, you can't yeah. you can't take a break. Yeah. I mean that's how it is with soccer. Yeah. So like even on the break, you can't really take a break. You yeah. need to be you know fit and ready for in like mm -hmm. a month to get back to it. Yeah. So who got you into soccer? My dad for sure. Did he my play? Dad, yeah, my dad played uh, professional. He started at 15 in Romania and then, um, you know, got the chance to move to America and just took it. He's like, I got to go. You know, it's American dream for Europeans. Yeah. And I think it was the right choice for him to, you know, obviously it's sick playing. He went pro yeah, at he 15? Went, he went pro at 15, yeah. Uh, you, almost, so he, you almost tied him up, huh? <laughs> he's still, yeah, he's one up me on that. Yeah. But yeah, he came out here and then uh, started working construction. So he does flooring now, Eagle Flooring, and then... Um, yeah, he had a, while he was doing construction, he was still playing football on the side. You know, people would be, you know, paying him to go play five aside, whatever, 10 aside, 11 aside. And then uh, he ended up getting like a trial at uh, LA Galaxy, <laughs> ended up getting a contract offer. But it was just the, from Chicago to LA. It was just too big of a move. And when was that? He was having me. That's when he was having me. Uh, I think that's when I was, my mom was pregnant. So he was like, ah, you know, what's so about what's, 2000, 2001? Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. From what I know, from what I know. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So you started playing with San Juan Lightning? Yeah. Yeah. Was I was like, dude, I started late. I started late. What, really? what age did you start? I mean, I took some soccer classes when I was four. Yeah. But I remember I joined U6 Sunday League with Pumas La Habra when really? I was five. And my brother was six. Five? So you've been playing since you were five? Like, yeah. all, like every uh, yeah. season? Yeah. 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 So I started, let me see. Dude, I think I, I fully started at nine. Like to get on a team. That's late. Like obviously I was with my dad everywhere I would go. He would always be playing football. I was always like the little kid on the sidelines just like juggling a ball doing so like once I got it like once I got into a team, I was like levels above him just because I was constantly with the football, constantly juggling. Mm -hmm. And then yeah, I got a like chance with San Juan Lightning and then um yeah, just signed with them. Did your dad was that part of his plan? Like Oh, like he doesn't I, need to be playing right now, but I want him to play. Or I maybe... never asked him. I never asked him about that. Like, why did I, you know, start so late? Yeah. But it was like, um, I w there was like a training session going on, and a, a guy knew my dad, and he saw me. He's like, you know, why don't you let your kid train with us? And then I trained with them, and I was just like, <laughs> just dribbling around everybody. It was like, yeah, I was an outstanding player from the beginning, like constantly, you know, showing above the top, constantly mm -hmm. trying to do something, constantly scoring. So. Yeah. Yeah. My first club coach was Romanian. Was really? Romanian. Yeah. Which, was it the one that... Uh, yeah, Christian yeah, Roos. And yeah. his brother's an academy coach at LAFC. Yeah. Yeah. He told me about that. Yeah, I told you the phrase that I learned. <laughs> Dutea Minja. Dutea Minja, go get the ball. Yeah. My teammate, Adrian, his dad would always say that and we'd be like, 
what's he saying? What's he saying? Yeah, I couldn't believe when you said that to me. I was like, dog, is this guy Romanian? <laughs> it took me. It took me like a week. Remember? <laughs> to to come up. Like with I the told phrase. you, like, dude, there's this phrase. Like, how yeah. do you say this? And then it was at the tip of my tongue, and then it just randomly came to me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And even saying ever yeah. since. Yeah. San Juan turns into Sac Republic. So like Sac Republic got founded, I think 2014. I think it was around there. Then they made it academy like one, two years later. Mm-hmm. So once that happened, you know, Sac Republic reached out to like, you know, all the best players around the area, practically took all the best players. Okay. And then they formed the team. So it was like, we had a very good group. The 2001 group was insane. We had a very good group. Me, Travian Sosa, Quincy Butler. I think Travian came on later, but Travian is a guy he signed at Hamburg. Quincy signed at Hoffenheim after. So like when I, when I left, that's when Quincy left, Trey left. Damn, a lot of people went to Germany. Yeah. Uh, even with our teammate Nicholas, mm-hmm. you know, same thing. Yeah, he went out to Germany. It's a great, great place to you know build your foundation. Yeah, that would have been sick for me. Academy. To, I would have loved to do that. Mm-hmm. So it's, how many years place at Sac Republic did you play club before it was academy? It was just straight academy. It was straight pre academy. Okay. And then it was the U16s, U18s academy. So I started oh, okay. off in 14s. So was it like, oh, yeah. this team is an academy, and then that's what got you yeah, there so. to go? It was the best place to be. Like from pe- what people were saying, like, hey, they're gonna be playing in this league, this, 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 this. It's gonna be, you know, based off a professional team. It was the best place to be for sure. Was it the same drive, closer? Uh, let me think, dude. It was. It was a bit further. So we trained in Elk Grove. Rarely we would train in like Sacramento, but mostly Elk Grove. So for me, it was it was far, but it was like maybe 45, 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, compared to what your, was San Juan? Uh, San Juan was like San Juan was like thirty. It was quicker, okay, it was so, quicker. but it was still like yeah, there's still same, yeah, same thing, yeah. So you play how many seasons before you sign pro? Signing pro, let's see. So I got at Sac Republic. I think I was age 13, 13, 14, 15. So like three and a half seasons, four seasons, then signed pro. And they all went well. Like you were killing it. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It was it was it was good. I had a great teammates too. I had like guys that fit my style of play. For me it was always like I'm the midfielder, the ten. I get the ball, I'm looking up who's who's running behind the lines, you know. We would always play with teams that were pressing high on us. Mm-hmm. And we had a we had like two guys that are just so fast. I had a guy, dude, a little little curly headed blonde guy, very cool character. I love him to death. I would look up and I'd see he wouldn't be running, but I know he would run. I know he would start running if I play that ball. I would mm-hmm. play him a ball, and I would like, oh, this is going out. Like it's for sure going out. It's going past the end line. All of a sudden, I see him <laughs> beaming, and he just gets there. And it was just like guys that that like that just helped me. And that was just like automatic. Yeah, Every, automatic. It happened so much. Huh? <laughs> it happened so much. Yeah, and it helped us as a team a lot. You know, we're already next to the eighteen, getting mm-hmm. ready to to score. So, and you're thinking about trying to go pro with this club that you're at uh so i was in contact with fiorentina so i went to to fiorentina i think once when was that it was uh 14 when i was 14 they scouted me when i was at a state pool for california like okay. norcal the state pool odp no we had a pdp then we had the state pool uh yeah so yeah. i don't even know what this what they call the state pool then uh-huh. but so I was, uh, we played a little game and these scouts from Fiorentina came and they're like, you know, we want this guy and this guy. It was me, Luis Arriaga, another, another kid that was super talented. Ended up signing for Real Salt Lake too. So he was, he was very good. But we ended up going to, you know, Florence to train with them. It was, uh, I think, the toughest training of my life. 
dude, it was it was insane. The the base was defending. So for them it was like we have to defend. That's the first thing in mind, you know? They would literally have a neutral that would be with the ball in in the little possession games, mm-hmm. a neutral with the ball, and they would have a neutral without the ball just Always defending. defending. And they put me in that neutral without the ball. <laughs> and keep in mind, I'm not a big like def- I don't like defending. I'll yeah. you know, I'll try to track back, I'll try to, you know, press. I love pressing. You'll be aggressive when it's I'll there. I'll be aggressive when it's around, but like when it was like you're neutral and you're just defending, I was like, "What the heck? I have to like press every single thing for the next uh-huh. Two minutes in this possession game. It was insane. After those little like possession games, you would get water. And it would be like the water would be at the end of the field. Every player would be running to the water, grab water, running back. So it was just like this. They instilled habits already. It was just like uh-huh. work hard, work hard, work hard, work hard. Are you thinking, damn, I want to stay here? Yeah, it was a dude. I knew it would help me. It was a great city. Lovely city. I went to a game, Fiorentina University Juventus insane 30,000 fans in Fiorentina in in Florence mm-hmm. on the stadium and it was just a rivalry so it was like so heated they ended up winning 2-1 and you just you, you know after the game you just hear on the microphone like hey Juventus fans please stay you know another hour just so you know all the fans exit and you guys are safe and yeah. we, you know we'll, we'll escort you out like it's, it's stuff like no that joke in yeah no joke how long were you out there uh just like 10 days I think Ten days, with? fourteen days. Went uh, with two coaches from from Sacramento. The from uh, no from NorCal. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, no so, family. Yeah, my family ended up coming, but oh, they sweet. they weren't you know yeah they didn't have to. They just came yeah. just to have a little vacation, yeah. check out Florence, and you know see me play. Make a vacation out of it. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty much what it was. Our family vacations was me was us traveling to San Diego for Surf Cup, and yeah, you know, that's their vacation. <laughs> you know? I bet you come back like with a different mindset. Like oh, a little yeah. bit, right? Oh yeah, change every experience like changes you. Yeah, you know, I I went there and I realized, damn, the players are another level, and we're in you know this little city of Sacramento, and yeah, maybe I'm one of the best players, but I'm one of the best players of how many in America, and then how many of you know that am I the best players in the world? And then you start adding in other ages, other like ages, one exactly. year above, one year under that can play in the same same, same group, position, exactly. You take bits and pieces yeah. and add to your game. Yeah. yeah. So you you probably have a certain way of you know you think you're the certain way of doing things the right way, and then you come back and you're like, oh, there's even more to this. Yeah. More. So that was exactly. your first time going with like a team outside of California. No, no, no. First was with national team. Okay. Then it was with like they had a little PDP. So like PDP, they did um they, they grabbed a little group, went to Mexico with us. We played like uh, some good teams out there, Chivas, I think Atlas, oh, the, nice. the, the academy. So it was a cool experience. And just with like, you know, national teams since I was U14s. But I was never like really a player that they uh, depended on from the U14s, U16s. Like I was just always a player that was like at the camps. I like practically every camp except the ones that would go travel to a tournament. Oh, really? Yeah. So it was always like right. I was right on that line of, I'm thinking, okay, yeah. am, am I going? Am I not? Am I going? Am I not? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So I was still like involved, but it was still, dude, stressful. Stressful you think as a young guy. The like the joy of getting called up outweighed that stress, or was your mind just focused on, like obviously it's a plus to be invited to these camps yeah. and it's it's super sick, and then going back to like your Sacramento Republic team. Obviously, not everyone's going to these national team camps, so it feels good. But were you still stressed out because of 
Dude, it, it gives you confidence, you know, going out there. <clears throat> but for me, I always thought, okay, I need to be better than everybody. So I was, I'm always like a perfectionist. Every little like thing that I do, doesn't matter. I always have to try to be a perfectionist. And if not, it nags at my brain. If something's messed up. So if I take a touch and it bounces a tiny bit, I'm like, dog, like serious? You can't make a touch? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like being that perfectionist helps you in a way, but also it deteriorates you mentally. Yeah. So you got to find that good balance. Yeah. So, so I, you know, I would uh, go to these national camps and it's like, I think when I went, I, I wasn't ready mentally because I was so stressed on, oh, I got to be better than this guy. Oh, I got to be, I, I wasn't playing my game. You know, I was, I was just trying to keep passes, trying to play the ball, trying to keep the ball, trying to do something spectacular randomly. And it wasn't just, it wasn't me. Then it got to the point after, you know, Sac Republic, when I trained with the first team, I got called up to U18s camp. And that's when I was just, I exploded onto the scene for the U18s. And, you know, I was a starter. I played a position, the nine. I played the nine instead of the 10. And I was just like, um, you know, I was, the coach gave me confidence as well. Omid Namazi, mm -hmm. he, was a, he was a great coach, knows how to talk to players. Yeah, I did see a lot of photos of you, especially with the 18 camp, like in the starting 11. Yeah. Saw so you scored a brace against was it was Saudi the, Arabia. Saudi Arabia, I think. I yeah. Think, yeah. Yeah. And a two-one win, so yeah. obviously you became an important piece for the mm -hmm. for that group. It took a while, but yeah, uh -huh. it was uh that was best times of my life, honestly. Some sick players that were in those camps, yeah. Oh my god, dude! There's some players now that I'm like, damn, they're they're up there now. You know what I mean? Julian Araujo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember when he burst onto the scene. He came up like randomly. I think he came up U16s or U18s. Like he wasn't there from the beginning. He just came out and. Once I saw him, I was like, damn, this guy's, you know, he just gets stuck in. I loved how he played. Loved how he played with us in the national team. Was he playing right back? Yeah. He was, he was, was just there? a leader. Yeah. Who else was there? Uh, Ulises Yanez, but I guess um, Wolfsburg. Ulises. He's on the Wolfs Wolfsburg. Sepulveda. Leo. Leo Sepulveda. I think he's playing second division now. Spain. Yeah. I think so. I think they're like about like, to promote yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Uh, who else was there? There's some guys that I see now that weren't at the camps, you know, back then. And they're like, you know, big time, which is weird. You know, guys yeah. our age, it's like they they burst onto the scene later on in life. Yeah. It almost seems like what do these camps really mean then? But I mean, you got to have them, you know, yeah. like, yeah, not everyone's going to those guys aren't going to remain the best in their age group from mm -hmm. from the united states but i mean you got to have these camps and stuff and yeah it does help so from in that you in those u18 camps how many guys were like you with a with a first team contract dude not not many from what i remember not many at all it was like Giannis. i think he was like with la galaxy playing usl mm -hmm. la galaxy 2 uh Araujo, i don't know if he signed for la yet I think he signed on later. Or he was at Barca. He was at, he Barca. Was at Barca Academy. Yeah, before yeah, Galaxy. Right before. In Arizona. Yeah. Barca. Yeah. So he was there. Who else was there? There was Taylor Booth. Taylor Booth was at Bayern Munich. He was at, with the U18s, I believe. Mm -hmm. He was like, Did he you see the recent, the recent rumor on him? Yeah. Man United, huh? Yeah, that'd be sick. The thing is, he's he's such a good player. He was a good player from U14s. He was at every single camp. He was yeah. the most solid player I've seen. You know. So you would play the nine? And he would play the 10? So the U18s, I played the 9. Uh -huh. U14s, U16s was playing the 10. He would play the 6, actually. Oh, okay. So once I saw him play 10 with, uh, who is he with right now? Utrecht. Utrecht, yeah. 
So when Desan play like that, he plays like a ten, almost like yeah. he he goes to the wing a lot too. He likes uh-huh. to, you know, so he floats around. He gets he got some freedom and dude. It's and then he's so got that technical. like that six in him still. Yeah. So he keeps the ball while also being super creative. Yeah. You know, he's got technicalities. Too. He's yeah. great. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he gets stuck in. I mean, if Eric Ten Hag is interested in you, then for sure you check all of those boxes oh, off. Yeah. yeah. Going back to when you're 16. How was it? How was the process of signing with Sac Republic? Dude, it was the most interesting thing. So I was already part of the national team. I was with Sac Republic U14, U16. So I was at U16 level. And um, the U18 coach, you know, he would always see me after training, you know, you know, training extra. And sometimes he would bring me into the to the training with the U18s, like super rare. Like I would I would kill to go train with U18s because I was always there after every training. Yeah. After U16 training, just like, you know, training by myself. And like sometimes he would call me over. And I'll just like, I would do so good with U18s. Like it was a different level. It was quicker. It was like what I wanted. You know what I mean? Anyways, there was one day where we have a, a scrimmage U16s, you know, during the week. We do the scrimmage and the U18 coach, he's like, hey, can you stay? Because we need an extra player for the, you know, for the U18s game. They were mm-hmm. after us. So yeah, sure. So I play U16s 90 minutes. Then U18s, you know, I hop on the last 30, ended up getting a, an assist with the U18s. He was super, you know, he was super happy. And then after the game, he's like, you know, he's asking some players from the U18s, hey, can you come tomorrow? We got to, you know, make a scrimmage with the first team. And like some of the guys like had college, some of the guys had this, some of the guys had this. And he asked me, he's like, hey, you know, can you come tomorrow for the for the first team game? I'm like, Absolutely. It was like, during, it was during the day. I was already doing homeschool at the time. You yeah. Know? So, you know, I come the next day and we're playing against the first team. That day, I never ran so much in 45 minutes in my life. Dude, like I wanted, you know, I wanted to show them that I could, you know, I could play with the first team. So I ran, I think, the most I've ever ran in my life. After the 45 minutes, I was, I was on the ground and I couldn't get up. Like, like literally, like I was sitting on the ground and I was trying to get up, couldn't get up. All of a sudden, the coach, first team coach, he was there. We played against, you know, some first team players, you know, he was there, he was watching. And he pulls me aside and then, you know, he's like, you know, you're, you're, you're very good. I'm very happy with how you played. I heard about you, you know, you know, you're very hard worth ethic, always training extra. And he looks at me, he's like, how would you like to sign a pro contract? Like straight up. So I was 15 at the time. I was like, how do you, how would you like to sign a pro contract? I was like, I, I want to sign a pro contract. I looked at him, I was like, I want to sign a pro contract. You get up right away. <laughs> no, obviously, you're already up. I was already up, but I was like, dude. You're on the ground, yeah. he's talking to you, and you just spring up. <laughs> so he's, you know, he, you know, he's talking to me. I was like, a pro contract. I was like, yes, I want to do it. Let's talk, you know, with my parents. Next day after that, so I'm, I'm like, on. The, well, let me just say, I'm, just, I'm on the ground after that. I'm on the ground. Yeah, now. well, I mean, you had just played a full 90 full with the 90, 16s and then 30. 30 with, yeah. And then, yeah, and then this, and I was doing extras during the week either way. And then all of a sudden we had the first team game, 45 minutes. Then after the 45 minutes, we had to like play 20 minutes of just like five aside or some shit. Mm-hmm. No shit. Take that out. <laughs> five aside. We were doing, you know, five aside. And I was just, I was just trying to trying to run yeah. trying to look like i'm i'm kind of running all over the place after he just told me hey i want to sign you to a contract because if it looked like i'm just like walking <laughs> around like oh you know nose up in the air uh next day invites me to first team training and i start training with the first team from from that day you know and it was a 
it was it was great. It was it was amazing. You know, I, you go there, you go to the locker room, say hi to the guys. Everything's handed out for you. You know, everything on a platter. And you know, I train with them. I play. You know, I play good. And you know, during the week, they start the negotiations. So they start the negotiations with my family and me. And it was the longest negotiations ever. I think it took two, three months to finalize the, the contract. Who was acting as your agent? I had my uncle from Romania who he does uh he, he did finances for a bunch of soccer teams. So in the end he knew everything about contracts. Yeah. He's he's a very smart guy. Um so it was like three months go by and we're we're still negotiating on the contract. We want this in the contract, we want this out of the contract. It was like my uncle was like, we need this stuff because I've done contracts before where we tried to screw players over for the team or not screw players over, but like put stuff in order for like if something happens, we could cancel his contract. Yeah. You know, he, he worked yeah. in Romania. So it's like the Romanian mindset of like, you know, let's be safe. Let's, let's you know, let's find a way. Yeah. Just look out case. for ourselves. Yeah, yeah, look out for ourselves. Exactly. So in the end, after all that time, I'm, you know, I turned 16 and yeah, I signed a contract like I think a month later or something like that. Signed for them, signed for Sac Republic, started started the all the social medias before I wasn't you know yeah. doing any social media. So I you know got my Instagram. I like you know they were they were telling you know my family, hey Roberto needs to start social media. I look at my dad. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> you know he can't say no to me now. <laughs> so yeah, just burst on the scene. That was, Sac Republic fan page was asking for it, huh? Yeah. They were so excited when you <laughs> followed them back. I was looking at your tagged photos and there was a screenshot of you following them back. Yeah. And they, they captioned it like, oh my God, Roberto followed us back. How was it training that month? Like when you're offered or you you know, oh, you start yeah. talking about the contract uh -huh. to when it's signed? Because that's a, that's a long time. It's a long time. You so, can do really well in there and really bad and your yeah, emotions and can go like, all over the place. All, all of a sudden out. So like a month goes by, I'm training with the first team and... While I'm training with the first team, Fiorentina, you know, reaches out through the through the coach in uh, in NorCal, and he's like, "Hey, we heard Roberto might be signing his contract. If Roberto signs his contract, we're we're not. He's not coming back. Like he's not in the future. It's not going to happen. It's either he comes to us, you know, when he turns 16, 18, to come to Europe and train with the academy and stuff, or we're not going to take him." So once you know, once that word of mouth got around, like the whole club. Sac Republic thought, okay, he's going to Fiorentina. Mm. So all of a sudden, this one day, the coach comes to me and he's like, you know, you're going to be training with the with the academy now. Because he thought that I'm going to Fiorentina. Like he was hearing people, stuff from people. I didn't yeah. say anything. My family didn't say anything. So, you know, I ended up training with the academy. And then, you know, during the week, I, I, you know, I talked to my coach. I'm like, you know, hey, what happened? Like, do they not like me anymore? Did I play bad? I'm like, like, what the heck happened? You know? <laughs> And the coach was like, oh, I, I thought you, you were going to Fiorentina. Like, I thought you didn't want to sign here. That's what they were saying. I was like, what the heck? Like, yeah, I didn't say anything. My family didn't say anything. Yeah. Yeah, so in the end, then I got invited back to first team training. I was training with the first team and, like, with the U19s part just to be ready for the games because yeah. I was still playing games. Or yeah. U, U16, sorry. U16s. Uh -huh. So, yeah, it was an interesting, interesting thing. Yeah, dude, those moments are so crazy when – you're thinking one thing and they're thinking another thing. Yeah. And then you finally come to that realization that you guys were not on the same exactly. page. <laughs> what was going on? Yeah. So then now we start turning the corner and getting to the contract. Yeah. And then. Yeah. So yeah, how was signed. it signing? You just. 
it was just uh, we had a big you know signing day. I was the first player for Academy to sign. Yeah. So it was uh yeah it was it was super cool, super fun. Time. And this was like not only the first one for Sac Republic, but a lot of USL teams, right? Like yeah, it wasn't. I think it was like the third or something, second or third, if I'm not mistaken. I yeah. Don't, you know, it's been a long I time. I mean, I assume so. Yeah. Yeah, and then then the ball just rolled for all the other teams. It was like, oh, these guys are signing the academy, like yeah. academy players. You know, it's time they have to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, what's the point? Like, that's when the American soccer started, you know, going a bit up. Like, hey, we got to invest in our academy. We got to sign these players. Uh -huh. We can't let them go to college. You know. Yeah. Because it takes away your NCAA eligibility. Yeah. Did you ever think about that? Oh man, did you know? Oh, I'm not gonna go to college. I'm not gonna play in college. <laughs> Never. From the beginning. From I know you didn't like, want to, but did yeah. you know that you wouldn't be able to or you didn't even think about that? Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't care. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, I didn't want to go to college. Yeah. You know, from the beginning, five years old, I was like, I'm going pro, I'm going pro, I'm going pro. Yeah. <laughs> it's like nonstop throughout the ages. Like, <laughs> I'm going pro, I don't care about college. I don't want to go to college. My parents were like, you know, what if we, you know, we thought about it? Nope. Even my dad, he was on the same page. He was like, yeah, if he gets a chance to go pro, he's going pro. So you debut against Pachuca? Yeah. When was that? How long after you signed was that? A week later, I think. Oh, a week later. Yeah. Oh, okay. That Saturday we uh you know, we had a league or that Saturday after after I signed, we had a league game. And uh, you know, in the in the press conference when I signed, like um, the coach is right next to me and <laughs> the guys are asking me like when do you think you'll play? The the reporters and I was like, oh, you know, I'll be ready Saturday. <laughs> the coach starts cracking up. I'm a 15, 16 year old kid. Like, with the, I had a big, big, I wouldn't say ego, but a lot of self confidence. Yeah, it's a lot of self confidence. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the man right now. You know. Yeah. And that's what you need. That's what you need going from academy to first team. It's you, without that self confidence, it's so tough. Yeah, I saw the video of you when you sang. Uh yeah. In front of the team, was that? Because you signed, or was it your birthday? Or what that was, was that? my birthday. I think that was right before I signed. That was, it was my so birthday. 16th birthday? Yeah, 16th birthday. Yeah, I mean, you look super you know, confident in the group. It looked yeah. like all the people liked you. So, yeah, that is a huge piece, yeah, huh? Dude. Cool guys, too. Like, I'm surprised they put up with me because I did, I did a lot of stupid stuff. You know, as a young guy, you don't know what's right, what's wrong with you. You know what I mean? So, it's like in training, I would, uh, we would have, like, you know, some plays to goal the day before a game. And there, there was an occasion where the ball bounced back from the keeper right in front of the keeper like five meters away and me as a young kid i'm like i gotta score i gotta score it's like you know i gotta show him i can do it so i belt the ball and i belt it right into the keeper who's like Jeez. five yards away dog like it's like little stuff like that it's like dog this guy's he's so stupid like a young kid just like yeah yeah i'm sure part of it is like some days you're still with the u16s and then some days you're going there so yeah. you're, like it's tough to 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 change your you know your banter from nah, day to day but. exactly and it's tough to connect with them. You know, you're 16. Yeah. These guys are 25. They went yeah. through life. You know, some guys are, there was like my, my good, I would say my good friend on the team was 35, had a family. He, we would go to, you know, carpool together, Adam Moffitt. And he just like, he took me under his wing a bit, even though, you know, he was, he was like injured at the time, but he was just such a, he was a good guy. Yeah. So he's like, Hey, you know, if you, you know, I know it's a long ride for you. I'll pick you up. We'll carpool and this and that. And he was just trying to connect with me and trying to like bring me into this, you know, yeah. to the team. And so he was a he was a great guy. Yeah, I usually hear stories about like a younger player getting taken under the wing of like an older player. Yeah. Which helps a lot. Helps and I also think, you know, for an older player to be able to connect to the younger players helps the older players as well. Yeah, it steps you know? out of their yeah. comfort zone. Like they don't Keeps them do excited that. about the game. Yeah. Makes them kind of realize 
the reasons they started makes them remember those those details when they first started playing pro yeah who knows maybe like things of their kids and like oh you know it's just it's like the same thing and let me see if i could you know do this Mm because i would want my kid to have somebody as well yeah yeah but it's uh yeah fun time fun time you know in your debut i couldn't see all the players (laughs) all the players that that you played against but there's one photo of you during that game so Uh, you started that I started game. the game, yeah. You, so you got a full starting debut. Starting debut, yeah. I saw a photo, and Pocho Guzman is in the background. Uh-huh. And he's with Chivas right now on the Mexican national team. Yeah. And he's a sick player. So I saw that photo, and I was like, oh, like Pachuca brought their... I mean, they played with their, their big dogs that yeah, game. Yeah, they had a couple academy players, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But yeah, good, came, like it was a good game, yeah? It was, dude, they railed us. 3-0. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was bad. It was bad. I played a... Uh, what 45 minutes i was dead after 45 minutes they were so good i remember just watching from the bench after it came out and i'm just like actually looking at how they are technically and it's just like balls in the air perfect headed touchdown to the guy like every little detail was just it was insane this was also during the california state fair so in the end we got a full house which is right next to the stadium right right next to the stadium yeah so we got a full house and then people from the state fair would just like come in and watch so it was like it was packed, packed for the game, which was sick. Yeah, yeah. It's insane marketing, huh? Bringing Pachuca, honestly, during that yeah. event. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was sick. It was. Uh huh. I'm not gonna lie, it was. A, it was a sick time. Yeah, at Sac Republic. So season keeps going. Yeah. Was that your only appearance that season? Dude, no. I got a. I got a league, league appearance towards the end. Like oh, because that was sort of around preseason right like it was in Jul- no 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 it was during the season it was mid-season it was it was mid-season so it was during their off season like think, or preseason yeah, yeah. maybe so it would be summer yeah yeah i think i did read that it was like in july the yeah. Game. yeah 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 july 2017 so, yeah, and then i had an appearance late in the end of the season my first appearance was uh in the usl yeah so i think i did a cup appearance for him uh-huh. for paul buckle he's the one that signed me he's a dude amazing coach he put up with me and you know, I got to thank him so much. He saw what, you know, he saw something in me and he decided, let me take a chance on on, on this kid. Uh-huh. Sucks that he ended up leaving six months later. You know, new coach came in, totally changed, you know. Yeah. But yeah, end of the season, towards the end of the season, right before playoffs, last game before playoffs, we played Reno, up in, up in Reno. <laughs> Tough. Dude, you put me in the last, I think, I'm, I, think I went in like minute 88, 87. Uh-huh. I'm not kidding you. I was dead after two minutes. The elevation, insane. Sprint. I did like two sprints. I was like trying to breathe, dog. It was like my debut. I needed to like, you know, get something to happen. And I was playing. I played good. Like I was really happy with like the five, six minutes that I played. Yeah. Got a cross in. Unfortunately, put it back post and nobody was back post. But, you know. Story was, of your life. Story of my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're getting homeschooled at this time? Yeah. So I think starting the age of... 15, 15, yeah, uh-huh. homeschool. But you still have a lot of friends that are... Yeah, I had friends from church. Out of soccer. And church, yeah. Mostly church, church friends. And I had some, like, yeah. our, um, you know, friends from school that I still kept in contact with. How much noise did you signing make around town? Dude, I didn't think it made that much noise. Obviously, you know, around the America, it went through, like, oh, guy signed second division, yeah. you know, young player. But I didn't think it made that much noise until Nicholas Dossman. When he was on her on the show, he was like, "Dude, yeah, like if you were in soccer, like we were in the Bay Area, and you know everybody was talking. Oh, do you see the guy that signed? Like I had no idea it went, you know, to, to mm-hmm. all these people. 
So before I was like, oh, like yeah, it's a big thing. But I didn't think, I, I thought it was like, okay, it's America. It's not the same as, you know, signing for European team where they're crazy. Everybody knows you uh -huh. going to the cities and, you know, in Europe, just like, oh, you're this guy, you're this guy, you're this guy. You know, they catch you somewhere bad. They get pissed off at you, you know. Yeah. The passion's different there. But yeah, I didn't yeah. think it made that much noise. I think, I think I might have, I remember seeing something. Yeah. Like I was looking through your photos and I'm like, yeah, I've seen these photos before. Yeah. So, I mean, definitely not only hit the Bay, but SoCal. But it is it is cool because like there's so much soccer going on in the Bay Area, too. So, yeah, for sure. The whole the whole country. When you're at Sac Republic, what are you thinking <laughs> is going to happen in the next few years when you're pro? So this was my goal. The first six months, because after talking to the coach, it was like trying to put me in and then the next season was like fully start putting me in starter sub you know the first six months was just trying to get you know on the same par yeah up to speed then unluckily the you know the coach you know he decided to leave the organization totally changed the yeah the general manager changed etc and then some uh some new guys came in that's when it just it just tanked man it just tanked you know yeah you know how it is new coach comes in doesn't you know has something totally different in mind when they were coming in did you think ooh, this might change dude it was like some stuff it, did you know that that stuff happens dude not not to that point because he was the academy coach he was also my academy coach uh -huh. so he was coming in i was like this is gonna be great it's gonna be good like he's you know he's seen me he knows me he knows what i could do so it was like okay everything's gonna be good like i'm gonna play a lot this season and then all of a sudden, I realized towards, you know, towards the middle of the season, it's like, oh, it's an academy coach that first came into a pro job, and all he thinks about is winning, you mm -hmm. know, which is understandable. Yeah, it is what it, you, you want to win, obviously. Yeah. But as a, you know, as an organization, you also want to somehow build up players and sell them. Yeah. Which they didn't do at all. So that's why, like, all the players left from Sac Republic, a lot of the players. And why then they was, learned their lessons. So. Why did the coach that you debuted for leave i don't know <clears throat> i never asked them was, never, the, I, was I, the club doing well or dude the club was doing okay yeah. yeah it wasn't it wasn't like he did good the last season he did pretty good that season they got in the playoffs but it wasn't it wasn't because they're doing bad i I don't believe that mm -hmm. you know so once that mid-season hits and you're like oh i guess this isn't going to in accord with like the original plan you yeah. know of you using those for six months and then that second year starting to to really ramp up your minutes yeah. and get some starts what are you thinking is going to happen Dude, every single training, I train to my maximum ability, you know. And I always train extra. I, I, I do know that. So I, I put in my heart and soul. Even in those years where I, I just was had, like, no hope that I was going to play, I was still like, maybe I might play, maybe I might play, you know. So I, I at that point, I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't think about leaving. I thought I was going to stay there for a very long time at Sac Republic. And, uh, you know, it got to the point where uh, the the new season was coming up. So the second season for the new coach. And we, we it was, a, it was we very weird. It, we went to like a go-kart place, you know, for preseason to mm -hmm. get ready for the, you know, just get some team bonding. And there's a, you know, there's a point where somehow I, I turned right and the guy stopped in front of me. 
and the other guy crashed into the other guy and then i like literally went over a go-kart i tried to like turn i'm a great driver dog you've driven with me <laughs> dude i could drive fast and and you know steer and there's no problem with that yeah like I'm, a regular car i've never I've never go-karted with you though. Go, okay go-karts a bit different obviously the brakes are different this and that but it, yeah. i still like realize how yeah. fast the brakes come but it was just like they're right in front of me we were going in line some guy hit like a little border and some guy like stopped into him i went like teammates onto the, i went like yeah yeah it was teammates it was like a bonding team and i went like over the car he was all right the guy the guy in front of me was like all right but it was like they the coaches they pulled me aside i don't know what was on their mind i think they're at this point they're like they just they, I think I'm pretty sure they just hate me. They're like, maybe it was something with, you know, me not going to Fiorentina because one of the coaches was, you know, involved into that and he was an assistant coach and this and that. I have no idea. I, I never, you know, talked to him about it. I just, you know, after I cut the contract, I left separate ways, but they, they pull me aside into a room and they just start railing me. Like, you don't deserve to have a contract. You shouldn't have signed at 16. You should have done this. You're not good at this. You're not good at this. Like just going off on me. And I'm like, what the heck did I do? I'm like, what is this? Is it? They're like, are you trying to injure that guy so you could have a starting spot? I was like, what are you, why would I try to do that? Like, how could I even do that? I didn't even know go-karts could go over a freaking go-kart. You know what yeah. I mean? It was like, a, what the heck's happening here? So they start railing me super randomly. And it's just you in there. I'm just, just me and Them two against coaches. You. Yeah, so I was like, what the heck am I gonna do? They ended up, uh, I, was, I was number seven for that season. I started with number seven. And they're like, you don't deserve number seven. We're taking that. We're taking that away. You're getting a different number. What what we choose? We're gonna change the name on the back of your kit. I had Roberto all the time. So we're, they're like, we're gonna change the name back of kit. It's going to Hadigan. You know, you shouldn't be able to choose this. And you you're this and you're trash. And you're. I just went fully off on me. I get out of there. I ended up getting like third place at the at the go kart ring either way. <laughs> so I get third place. They hand me a medal, and they had they want to take a picture on the podium. I'm like, dog. All of a sudden, like my eyes just start watering, and I'm about to just ball. I'm, I'm 17 at the time. I'm like about to ball. Like everything's going against me. I'm not playing. These guys just got pissed off at me. I don't know what's happening. My number's taken away. Like, what the hell yeah. is happening here? And I'm like about to just cry. So I just gave it to a random guy. I'm like, go up there. Like I can't. I can't do this. Go up there. And thank God, he just he he looked at me. He saw I was like like terrible. Grabbed the medal. Went up there. Took the picture. We end up leaving. I'm in my car. And the guy that took the medal, he's like, dude, let's, you know, come, let's talk. Let's talk about it. So we're like, you know, we're driving. And I'm just like, dude, this is what they said. And this is what they did. And he's like, he's like dumbfounded. He's like, there's no way that this just happened. So like a young kid to just fully wreck him. Like I was wrecked at that moment. I was just so down. So like it was, it was a terrible, terrible time. So from then on for the next like couple of weeks, I was just, it was just a terrible like yeah like everybody heard about the situation because i mean they were like screaming in a room next to like everybody and you know after i told the guy i'm, I'm guessing he like told some other people and so um it got to the point also where they would go the first team would go on a on away trips which you need 18 for you know at the time it was 18 mm -hmm. 18 man roster and the coaches would literally take 17 and in that 17, they would take an academy player on an academy contract. So they would just, on, in my position yeah. as well. So it got to the point where I was doing better, for sure. Like, I was, like, right there with the first team players. Yeah. They literally would take 17 players, leave a guy home, leave me home so I don't, you know, I, we wouldn't have a game with the U19s. Like, it was, it's not like I would be playing with the U19s and getting game minutes. That's not what they were looking for either way. Yeah. So it got to that point. 
then it got to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm I'm done. I gotta get, you know, I'm not I'm not doing this anymore. This coach is totally against me. You know, I don't know what's happening. I'm you know playing with the U19s a bit. You know, 90 minutes each game, and so at least I got game time there. It got to the point where they were taking an 18-man roster. They took three academy players besides me that weren't on a you know professional contract, which I'm happy for the academy players. Like you know, they yeah. work they worked hard. They deserve it, but. I should have been there. You know what I mean? I should have been on the 18 yeah. roster. A guy gets injured. The morning of, they call, he calls like the team. He's like, hey, you know, I can't, you know, I can't play. I can't go on a trip. The coach ends up calling me in the morning. He's like, hey, I need you on the plane. We're going to go to, to here and uh, you're going to be on the roster acting like, you know, this is what I'm doing for you. Like, I'm such a good coach. Like this, I'm like, dude, yeah. you're treating me like trash this whole time. Like, how the heck? So I told him, I was like, am I going to play? That's what I asked him. I was like, am I going to play? He's like, you know, you know how the situation is. You know, we'll be, you'll be on the bench. We, you know, we'll see how the game goes. I was, I was like, okay, I'm not playing. It's obvious, like the way he's ruining it. So I tell him, I was like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm not going on this trip. I want to stay with the U19s and I want to get 90 minutes. Because if I'm going to go on this trip just for you to keep me on the bench and for me to not play, you know, I don't want to do that. I'd rather play 90 minutes, you know, in a, in a nice way. I told him, yeah. he's like, how could you like, how could you say that? He just ends the call. Calls He calls a general manager. <laughs> Two minutes later, general manager calls me. He's like, Roberto, looks like we're going to have to change something. You know, we're going to have to find a way to, you know, we're going to have to cut the contract, you know, loan you out, transfer you something. So that was like that was the that was the start of getting out of my contract in uh yeah in second but it it, was, it started obviously earlier with all these you know things that they were doing to me and you know treating me like you know piece of crap. and dude all of this at seventeen yeah it was I I don't know how yeah they could do that to a young player you know when I see even players like like older players when I when I whoever I played with like those have older players just like trashing on younger players in the in the training session, I just like, I, you know, I talk back to the older players. I'm like, don't say that. Like, don't say that. You know, mm-hmm. at a young age, you're thinking about, oh, what does this guy think? What does this guy think? Is it okay if I pass it here? Is it okay? You know, at a young age, you're just so, you're so vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And somebody could tear you down so easily. You have the right coach, the, the right players, they could just tear you down. Mm-hmm. And who were you tell- talking to about all this stuff that was going on? Just my, just my parents and my, my uncle. Because yeah. we're finding, trying to wait to, you know, get out of the contract because, you know, it's not it's not been good at all. They've been, you know, they haven't been playing me. I'm not getting playing time. Why did I sign this pro contract if you're just keeping me on the bench and you're not trying to play me and sell me? And what what are you guys trying to do? Like, we're asking them. They're like, oh, you know, you played, you know, you played in that one game at the end of the season, three minutes, and you did so good. You got a shot off. I'm like, dog, it's like three minutes. What am I going to do three minutes in, the, you know, on my resume? Like, how are you guys going to sell me if I play three yeah. minutes? You know, they want to, like, they want to, at this moment, they're like trying to sell me. And I told them, I was like, you guys can't sell me. Like, there's there's nothing to base what uh-huh. I'm doing off of. Oh, that I'm national team? I made that self on my own. Like, I got there on my own. Mm-hmm. Obviously, with the coaches from PDP, from State Pool, et cetera. So I was like telling them, I was like, you guys, I, I don't want you guys to get any money from me. Uh-huh. The way you guys treated me, you know, the, the new organization that came in, the new general manager, the new coaches. And I was like, yeah, they just did it the wrong way. They did it the wrong way. And you told your parents about what happened with the go kart and the jersey number. Yeah, and the yeah, game. yeah. They couldn't believe it. Dude, they're surely like, they're not only. They're at that point. They're like, okay, he's got to go. This was like a year them, be- but like yeah. worried about you, right? Like, yeah, obviously. Yeah, you know, they're they're my parents. So yeah, they were they were furious at that point. They're like, okay, we got to take him out because this is not good. 
but then we're like okay let's just wait a year and then we'll figure it out and then towards the end of the you know towards that thing that happened with uh you know with me not going on trip that's what started okay we're gonna look for other teams for you so they try to loan me out to teams without my consent which was interesting you know i had coaches you know call up my parents like hey you know they're trying to like loan roberto out without you know without him wanting to without yeah. you know so it was like stuff like that they ended up uh uh getting in touch with lafc and lafc called me down to go train with them and so you know i go into the to the coach's room and they tell me this news they're like so excited like hey you know lafc you know they're looking for you know new upcoming talent and we want to you we want to send you there and I, I look at them and i'm thinking about it and i'm like no i'm not going they're like what do you mean you're not going like how like all the coaches in the room they're like how this is an opportunity of a lifetime how could you not go i'm like, I look at them i was like i don't want you guys to get anything for me like i don't want you guys to get any money i want the contract cut and i'm done i'm out of here yeah the way you guys treated me this is how it's gonna end yeah so like they're like, okay, final decision. You sure you don't want to go to LA? I'm like, I'm not going to LA. <laughs> and then after that, you know, thing that happened, yeah, we finally found the way to, you know, part ways and, and you know, go. Yeah, because there's no way they should be, you know, benefiting from their yeah. actions there. Yeah. And at this point, I was already talking with Nuremberg. Yeah. So what were you what were you doing behind the scenes like to plan your next step? I, I had an agent, Stefani. He was a he was he was a great agent. So. He ended up bringing me to Nuremberg in December. You know, be, this this happened in May when I was cutting the contract. Uh -huh. He ended up uh, taking me, or May, April, something around there. Took me to in December to Nuremberg, trained with them, trained very well. December after? December before. Before? Yeah. So the okay. December before this happened. Uh, how were you allowed to go? I got a paper. It was off uh, season, okay, but okay. I still got a paper. Like, hey, yeah. you know, let me, let me go train with the other teams. So I was training with Nuremberg. They were like, okay, you know, we, we don't have space for you right now, but we, we want to contact you in the summer. We think we're going to bring you in the summer. And I was just thinking like, oh, that's just like a nice way to say no. You know what I mean? All of a sudden, May comes around and they're like, hey, bring in Roberto. So we ended up, you know, because of that, we, we ended up cutting the contract. We're ready to go to Nuremberg. Mm -hmm. It was a great next step. Went to Nuremberg, started training with the second team because the U19s weren't in preseason yet. Trained with the second team, trained outstanding. It was, it was so good. So... They were happy with me. They wanted me on the U19s. The coach uh, from the U19s wanted a left footer, midfielder, etc. So they ended up, uh, you know, after two, three weeks there, and they ended up signing me, which was awesome. Nice. What a turn of events, huh? From I know. <laughs> I feel. I mean, I don't know what the lowest point mentally has been, but I would assume those few months with Sack from the go karting yeah. and those were pretty, pretty up there in in. Yeah. Like being hurtful, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, a, it was a good turn of events for me. And while this this contract situation was with Nuremberg was, you know, evolving, yeah. all of a sudden I had an offer randomly. Don't know where this came from, from Hetafe. So Hetafe wanted to sign me to the U19s with like five, six years in options. Like something insane. Like mm -hmm. one year with U19s, then they'll extend it another two years, then they'll extend it another two years. And they just had like these large numbers like, one million dollar transfer fee this and this and this i don't know where they you know i, I think somebody talked to them for me mm -hmm. 
So, yeah. So I had a contract offer from Hetafe, and then I had the offer from Nuremberg, and we were like debating, where should we go? Where should we go? Hetafe, Spain, my type of style, keeping the ball mm-hmm. good, te- technical, you know, not as like raw, 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 like Germany. Yeah. But then, you know, I, I trained with Germany, with Nuremberg, and I was like, it's a good place to be. I'll learn a lot. Yeah. So then you decide Nuremberg. Mm-hmm. Do you think you were happier to sign with Nuremberg than when you first signed with Republic, like after what you had been through? <clears throat> Like it was, no. Nah, I think the the Sac Republic thing was just so sick at yeah. sixteen years old. You know, it yeah. was uh, obviously Nuremberg, big big name. Yeah, the top two three names in in Germany because they won. I think they're the second place in Bundesliga titles. It's Bayern Munich and it's Nuremberg. So yeah, they have a big name, super sick city, insane fans too. For a second division, they were getting like thirty forty thousand people at the stadium uh-huh. every single week. Doesn't matter if they were losing, winning. People in the shops after a loss, after Nuremberg loss, there'll be like people working in the shops, they'll be pissed off. Then you go into the shop next week after they won, mm-hmm. they're like the happiest people. Like it's complete opposite. Yeah, everything revolves around soccer there. Uh-huh. Yeah. And how was, so you played with the U19s there? Yeah. That, that was. How did that compare to USL Championship? Dude, it was actually harder. Yeah. But keep in mind, I was with the second team before, and that was easier for me. So I think I was used to usl type people level older players and when i was at the second team i was balling and then when i was with the u19s it was just like i was like suffocated i was like dude what the heck like all these players just want to go up go up you know go mm-hmm. up go up go up so like the u19 level was very very hard very hard in germany and it was just constant running constant yeah. you know defending attacking running if you do something wrong you get one chance if you do it again subbed off you know that type of deal like you listen to the coach it's everything's on point everything's strict everything's the way this is the way it's going to be the coach says this is what we're going to do you better do it Mm -hmm. (laughs) you're off the field yeah you know and you're 19 or 18 i was 18 at the time are you still in connections with the u.s national team that's when it it it, uh that's when it still like started disappearing disappearing yeah when I was in America, it was like, okay, uh-huh. we know. We know what's happening. We know with him. You know, he was with the U19s playing games or U18s playing games, Sac Republic. So they were, like, constantly aware of me. And yeah. then when I went to Nuremberg, it was like, the only people that were aware of me was, like, the U.S. national team fan pages. Mm-hmm. Like, always posting about, you know, oh, Roberto scored this amount of goals, this, this, this. He did good in this game. But, like, the, no, nah, the national team never contacted me. Uh-huh. How many years were you at Nuremberg? Dude, seven months. So it was a one-year contract. This is what we wanted to do with Nuremberg. Was a one-year contract. Ah, uh, yeah. Finished the contract and I'm able to go anywhere from there. You know, which was risky, but it was a it was a good decision at the time without knowing about COVID. Then uh-huh. COVID hit. Had to go home to America. Was waiting. You know, for you know when are, when are we going back for the rest of the season? Yeah. Never happened. So this is the COVID. Yeah. COVID. So then the contract ends with so Nuremberg. The contract ends with Nuremberg. And then was there a little gap from then to when you signed with Politecnica? <laughs> yeah. One year. What were you doing that year? One year, no football. It was. Was that. So you went to go play a friendly against LAFC with hype soccer training. Yeah. I used yeah. to go there all the time. Really? Yeah. I would go. Located, where are they located? Where do they train? I forgot. So they would use Josh Hill. who yeah. Now he's the coach at Kelsey San Bernardino. Oh, really? Yeah. He, uh. He would, some sessions would be in Chino Hills. Chino Hills, so, yeah. yeah. Dude, and that, like, when, after, like, the first few months of COVID, uh-huh. like, once, like, people 
started tr- like going outside to yeah. work out a little bit more. Um, we had like a sick group. We would train like four days a week. Really? They would record everything with the drone. Um, there were some sick players like Matthew Hoppy would go. Uh, players from like from Orange County, like almost San Diego, uh-huh. from LA, like Torrance area. A lot of players would drive into into Chino Hills, um, Ontario to train. And I think when you played LAFC, that was further down. Like that was a while after hype started. Uh-huh. And but that's when they started like playing. I think they played against LA Force and then LAFC. And you guys had like kits. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Dude, it was sick. It was sick, right? I how, was how'd you get? How did he did he hit you up? This coach uh, texted me. He's like, "Hey, there's something going on, and uh, there's gonna be a friendly against LAFC with a group down in LA. Are you? Can you make it to LA?" I was mm. like, "Absolutely." This was when I started like getting more training and comp- you know preparing for anything that would come. You were training on your own in yeah, Sacramento. Train on my own. Yeah, play some like Sunday league type deal. <laughs> yeah, it was it was insane. Like pretend going from you know pros U19s to all of a sudden out of contract Sunday league. What am I doing? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think what is crazy too is like you're back in Sacramento. Yeah. And you're playing Sunday League. Yeah. And you're still only like 19. 18, yeah, 19. So like it would seem like your career would just be starting. Yeah. But you already had just four years of pro experience. It's yeah. crazy to think about. That was cool. It was a cool thing about that. Yeah, dude. I, yeah, called me. He's like, the coach called me from Sacramento. He's like, hey, there's something going on in LA. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to take a trip down to LA. Stayed there for a bit, trained with the hype. And all of a sudden, we played against LAFC. We played against some, you know, all the players that didn't play on the on the weekend game. Mm-hmm. So it was like it's still it was a great, great little game. Yeah, played very good. Yeah, I liked how I played. I, uh-huh. I have some videos. So you also trained with hype? Yeah, like two days only, two days nice. before the game. Just yeah. missed you, bro. I know, dude. <laughs> Who would have thought? Huh? I, dude, how'd you find that out? That's crazy. Podcast prep, baby. Yeah. Yeah, I saw you, and I was like. Because I know those photos, like that black jersey. Like I used yeah. to, you know, they used yeah. to upload a bunch from that game. So I was on your tag photos and there's a lot of tag photos, which yeah. we won't dive too far into <laughs> as to why there's a bunch of photos of you. But there's a lot of Roberto Hatigan fan pages and reposts of your photos and stuff. But um, yeah, I saw that one. and I was like, no way. So then I start watching like the video of it. And I'm like, where is he? Where is he? Like, did they just tag him? Like, just because just because he's like a soccer, like a good soccer player. Uh-huh. And I'm like, he was in here. I'm watching the video. And then I see him. I'm like, oh, there he is. And then like I go again on your tech photos and I see like a starting 11 photo. And I was like, ah, I see him in the back. Oh, impressive. Yeah. Impressive work from you. Yeah. So then you go to Politecnica in Romania. Yeah. I signed with a new agent, a Romanian guy who lives in Spain. And he's like, you know, come to Romania, stay here for a bit and we'll find something when you come here. So I, you know, I go to Romania. I'm with my uncle at the moment, living with him, and I'm just waiting, waiting, waiting. Month goes by, waiting, waiting. You know, I'm like, damn, nothing's happening. I think at that time, I, I believe, I don't remember. I have pretty bad memory, so I, I believe I go back to America and then come back after, like, you know, during the summer. So practically one year goes by. I come back during the summer. Ah, uh, yeah, I think that's how it went if i'm not mistaken but mm-hmm. let's say let's say it didn't go that way let's say i just went to romania yeah was waiting for my agent just to call me like hey we got a team here you know what i mean so i'm like waiting i'm waiting like a month goes by two months go by I'm like dog it's like nothing's gonna happen i started like training with the with the fourth division team in romania just to keep you know keep me on my feet mm-hmm. and then i was like you know traveling around with my uncle around romania just to get out of the 
you know, I was constantly training. So I mm-hmm. needed, you know, little breaks every now and then. Yeah. So we ended up having to do something in Bucharest, come back from Bucharest. And then all of a sudden, like I'm in a, I'm in a city, all of a sudden agent calls me He's like, Hey, you need to be there tomorrow. Keep in mind, it's like 1 PM in the afternoon, just came back from Bucharest. I was like, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm down. Let's do it. Turns out, you know, I don't have a car in Romania. My uncle can't take me because he has some, you know, some business to do. So it's like a five hour drive with the car from where we're at. Four or five hour drive. So I'm like, damn, well, you know what? How can I, can I rent a car? No, nah, I couldn't rent a car. Couldn't find somebody to give me a car. It's like, okay, it looks like I got to take the plane. Planes, super duper expensive in Romania if you're going like from one little place to another. Yeah. So it was like, that's out of the option. I was like, so what's the last option? A train. I was like, damn, it's it's hot. It's super hot in the summer. Romanian trains, they say they have AC, but they barely they barely put uh-huh. AC. And I look, I look, I look, I look at how many hours still the place. Like 11 hours, dog. 10, 11 hours on a train. So you took the train or you decided to go-kart? Took the train. <laughs> no other way to get there, dog. No go-kart? Dude, so like, no go-kart, no go-kart. <laughs> I would have probably crashed into somebody, supposedly. <laughs> so I ended up doing the train, like two hours later, do the train. I get on the train, get there at the place at 3 a.m., 2 a.m. in the morning. Like it was, it was ter- it was a trek. Get there, go to the hotel. Turns out there's two hotels with the same name in that city. I went to the wrong one. Then I went to the other one. Finally, you know, I get there and there's like nobody at the door. There's nobody. Like it's like one of those hotels where you, mm-hmm. it's like a big door and then you have to, it has to be open. You have to go in and then yeah. you talk to the person up front. Yeah. I knock on the door, nobody comes. I go back to the other hotel that has the same name. I'm like, you guys have to put me in here for the night. So they end up like, dude, we can't do that. Like, I know you, you, you're coming for Timisoara for Polytechnica. Mm-hmm. So they end up calling the other hotel. And it turns out the lady was, you know, just opened the door when I was leaving, <laughs> which took a while because I was there for a couple yeah. of minutes. Yeah. And you have training. And I have training the yeah. next, like that morning. Dude, so many stories of this happen this way where it's, when, when do you need me to go? Tomorrow. Yeah, that's how it is. Yeah, that's how it is in football. You always have to be ready. That's the thing. Like it's can't like okay, I'm gonna stop training until like I hear something. No, you got to be ready. Something's gonna happen. Yeah. So that training the next the next morning, I get the training. I'm like, dog. I'm like, you know, I just came back from Bucharest. Bucharest. I traveled with the train 11 hours. I got here at 3 a.m. in the morning. I have to wake up at 8 8 a.m. to go to training. Wake up at 8, go to training. You know, meet the coach, meet the players, and the coach is like. Okay, I heard you You had like a bit of a tough time, so we're, we're just going to do a bit of recovery with you. I was like, thank God. Thank God he thought about that. So that day, just a bit of recovery. Mm-hmm. Next couple of days was training with the team, and then we had a friendly on Saturday. The friendly, uh, I was playing good with, I was playing very confident. I was playing very good with the, with the trainings, and the friendly came. And he had the first team, then he had the second team. So I was put on the second team, came in second half. And, you know, oh, it started off very good. I was playing very good. Everything was going well. Not to the point. I wasn't playing so good to the point of like, damn, we got to sign this guy. Yeah. You know, because you, you go to a team, you have to be extraordinary to be signed. And you were also out of like a team setting for a while. For a year and a half. Year, yeah. You know what I mean? A, that's a so long it was time. like, I got to be very, very good. All of a sudden, there's a free kick. And there's a there's a guy that's very good, plays my position. So we both played the 10s. So we both played at the same time. He was outstanding. I think I, I truly believe at that moment. Romanian. Like, yeah, he was he was better than me. He was a great player. I I believe he was he was young. He was the same age as me. Um, he was he was a very good player. 
played for Top Academy in, in Romania. He's been at at Polytechnica. He was there for like three weeks already. So before before that friendly, so like, okay, this guy's probably gonna take it. And I, I look at him, and I see he's a bit off. Like a what do you mean? like you could tell like something's off, like his confidence is off or something. Uh-huh. You, know, you could tell like on the person when the, he's lining up for the free kick, how he stands, how he puts his hands on his hip, how he looks at the ball, how he looks at the keeper. You, I could tell something was off. So I was like, you want me to take it? He waits, he looks at me, say, yeah. No, you, you go, you go. Like, be nice. Like, you know what? You take it. Perfect. Put the ball down. Goal. <laughs> Goal in my friendly debut yeah. for the Polytechnica. Turns out there was a Romanian, like, top Romanian news station there, like, filming the game. So they ended up filming that free kick. And once they heard I was American, Blew, blew up. up, yeah. So like they they ended up interviewing me after the game, and they're like, "Oh, what are you doing in Romania? Like you're American, like you're a footballer. Would you play this and that?" So in the end, that that kind of blew up in Romania with the with the news. Um, and, and part yeah. of it was because you scored the goal, right? Was, so then they're like, the "Oh, who part. scored?" Yeah, yeah. Because since it's a friendly, maybe there wasn't like a official roster, but once you scored, everyone wants to know who scored, yeah. and then they start. And Polytechnia is like major history, and uh-huh. you know they're like top top teams like with most fans and stuff is it known as Politecnica or Timis? They, they call it poly in, okay. in Romania they call it poly just like it's a short one uh-huh yeah so so you signed there shortly after dude it took a while actually oh yeah, yeah like you signed in 20 2021 there yeah i believe so uh, uh-huh yeah. so it was um yeah it's cool it's a great great atmosphere i have so many stories i wish i could tell them on yeah. here but Big relief to sign again. Oh my gosh, yeah! It was finally like after that month and a half, during this no nego- during the negotiations, like mm-hmm. after this game, they realized you know they they wanted to sign me, so play a couple more friendlies. They're like, okay, we're gonna sign this kid. They're talking to me. They're like, hey, we can only offer you you know what we offer like the academy guys that sign pro contracts. So it's like very low money. You got like boarding in a in a dorm room, you know, with the college. So there's like stuff like that. I was like, dog, I can't do that. Like barely any money, I can't live here on my own. So there's this one, there's this one friendly, where the <laughs> where the coach had to had to leave because somebody in his family passed away. So he had to leave real quick for like two days, and we have a friendly. I ended up scoring two goals. Coach isn't there. The one game where the coach is yeah. there, I scored two goals. I was doing, I played outstanding. And I was like, damn it, like what's gonna happen? We're negotiating, but not negotiating too much. Then there's a game where he is there. And then I end up scoring a free kick and I end up scoring like a banger from the right. And then after this game, I go up to the, you know, to the to the organization, we you know, with the agent, and he tells them, you know, Roberto said we need more money. And because of I scored those two goals yeah. in that one game, they're like, Okay, we gotta give Roberto more money. Built your leverage. Yeah, exactly. So I got super blessed with that. Uh-huh. Yeah. How was it playing in Romania as compared to going to Germany, even though you weren't born in Romania. Uh, it felt like home. Yeah. Because I would speak Romanian. Felt yeah. like home. But it was it, it's it's an interesting place. It's an interesting football world. It's who you know. That's that's who that's what it basically is. It's like who do you know in the in the football world? Who can you split money with? There's a lot of teams and managers. Like I I heard stories constantly, and I heard stories from actual people that were presidents of clubs, like that I was you know friends with. And they would tell me, they're like, dude, winter time comes up, League One team, 15, 20 agents at the door, all saying, take these five players and we'll split half, half. 
mm-hmm. money wise. So his salary is split into like president, agent, guy in another guy in the club, and then the player gets the rest. So it's like it's a lot of okay, how can we like split the money so everybody's winning? That's how that's how it works. So who do you know? Who do you know that could yeah. do that? You know, et cetera. They're not trying to hide their their business ambitions. I mean, everybody knows. Yeah, everything. everybody knows it's happening, and it's tough to catch it because a lot is paid in cash. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, but it's 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 changing. It's changing towards a good direction. But it's uh, it's still it's still there. Which still sucks. pretty pretty ingrained yeah. in the in the soccer there. Stuff to change that. And then you go to Unidad Basco. Mm-hmm. Basco. Basco. Yeah, I ended up a uh, new coach came into Politecnica. Uh-huh. <laughs> Same thing happened again, dog. I don't know what's with me and new coaches. I <laughs> just don't know what's that. Nah, but he had he he brought in. He ended up bringing in about three four players. And so he knew, okay, I need to take this guy out, this guy out, this guy out. They're in the same position. They're the same age. So he ended up, you know, he's like, we don't want you. And I was like, what What do you, can you tell me why? Didn't have a reason. Like, I was like with him. I was like, tell me why you don't want me and I'll gladly leave. And he just didn't have anything to say, which was the funniest thing on the planet, honestly. So I ended up, ended up, they had to cut the contracts. And so we ended up mutually, you know, mutually agreeing. To, to cut the contract and uh-huh. then it was super late and uh, it was like this it was uh january when we ended up cutting the contract all the clubs all the second division first division clubs had you know they all had players mm-hmm. they, they didn't need an extra player they didn't even, you know they didn't need to pay someone else yeah so i was like damn it where do i go now <laughs> in the end uh, somebody you know calls a guy in the third division the coach of the third division team boskov yeah and he helped me you know get back on my feet again so Constantly ups and downs in football, yeah. as you see, you know. Yeah. Not everything is Gio Reyna transferring from New York City to Borussia Dortmund, playing games and being, you know, a star. Christian Pulisic yeah. going to Borussia, you know what I mean? And even even those stories, there's so many things that yeah. happen in there that, yeah, that we don't, don't know, know about. Exactly. Yeah. So this is like a normal, I'd say normal footballer that tries to go out to Europe, like Matt Sheldon. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Matt Sheldon, I've, I've heard about him going to Germany and then the contract ended then this, then he come here and then... You know, it's just, just the way it goes. Oh, it's just the way it goes. You got ups and downs. When you're at SAC and you're in the talks with Fiorentina, yeah, obviously that kind of reflects sort of your ambitions, right? Like you're thinking of teams like Fiorentina, right? That's like a possibility in your future. Are you still trying to get back to have that as a possibility? Not Fiorentina exactly, but just are you still thinking like, okay, I want to get back to professional football in Romania so then I can get back on track to go up here? Or are you just... Uh. Dude, at this moment, I completely changed my path. And I noticed you have to stay in one country for a while. You have to make a name for yourself. And then it's easier to move on up. You know, if I, I went to Romania, I say there are two years playing football. It's not enough. It's not enough. Yeah, you score a bunch of goals. Yeah, you do this. But nobody really knows you. If I would have stayed in America instead of leaving America at an early age at 18, it probably would have been better for me. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of people that knew me back then. You know, yeah. I, I could have found a way to play here in America. But I just wanted, I was so ingrained in my mind, I need to go to Europe. I need to go to Europe. I need to play in Europe. You know? Yeah. So this isn't so much to say that one country helped or hurt you more. It's just to say you should have just stayed in one. Doesn't matter yeah. which one, just yeah. one to stay a little bit longer. If it was one advice, it would be, it would be stay in one country, make a name for yourself. If it's like an area of a country, like for example, Bay Area here, Stay in Barrier, get your connections, play good, you know, mm-hmm. work hard, and then it, it'll come. Yeah. You know? there'll, there'll be something coming. Yeah, I think we, like, there's a recent rumor of, I don't know, or I met him, met him once, Drew Murray. 
who yeah. was with Quakes Academy. Yeah, yeah. And he, he stayed like in the same area. He signed with Oakland Roots, yeah. which is a USL championship team. So I think that's a good example of what you're, what yeah, you're saying Yeah, think here. about if after Quakes Academy decided, I need to go to Europe. You know, now he's good. I, I think he's getting minutes at Roots now. I think I've seen so, some yeah. pictures my friend yeah. showed me. So who was it that is interested? Is it Freiburg? Or yeah, Freiburg. Freiburg, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that's yeah, that's a perfect example right there of perfect. staying local but still making moves in yeah. that area. Yeah, yeah, very smart from him. Yeah, I hope he does well in Freiburg. I think it's a rumor, but I'm pretty sure he's gonna go. Yeah, uh, that'd be sweet. That'd be awesome. He's friends with a lot of the people. Yeah, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of teammates on our team. Yeah, yeah, but for me, I want to, dude. Right now, my focus is staying here. Yeah, and making a wave here, like you know. Well, like earthquakes entrusted, you know, yeah. put some trust in me, and I want to repay him. Yeah, well, it, it's it's not often that. You know, you came, you realized that, you know, staying in one area might be what's best. And, yeah. You know, thankfully, you were able to come back to to NorCal and play for, you know, it's kind of like a similar move, like Drew. Yeah. One team to another in the area and you're back here. So you it's kind of like a kind of like a start, like another chance here in here in this area. No? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Close to my family as well. Yeah. You know, it, it, it matters. I'm not a super, like, I need my family, I need my family. Like, I didn't, you know, I wasn't, like, so to Physically say, close to you. Missing them when I was in yeah. Europe. Like, yeah, they're my family. I love them to the death. And I'll do anything for them. Yeah. But I'm not a guy that's, like, super needy and I need my family. I can't live without them, you know. But, like, uh, coming back here, I realized, dude, it's so nice. It feels such a, you, you have a peace of mind, you know. I yeah. got my family with me, like, next to me, you know. So uh -huh. it's, it's great. So when you're in Romania, how does Quakes come up? Or was it not? It was not on was the Was there table. a big gap in between? Not on the table. It was, uh, it was, uh, I was under contract with a team in, in Romania, the Basco. Basco. Yeah, which uh, I, I give full thanks to them. Dude, they were a great organization. They were, they helped me so much, honestly, with my career. Yeah. They, they gave me a lot of minutes. They put me on free kicks, penalties, corners, everything. They're like, hey, you're very good and we want to use you and we believe in you. So they put so much belief in me, you know, and I just, I had a great, like, great year. I yeah, played, I saw yeah. I saw you scored in eight games. You scored seven goals. Yeah, so that's it was, good. It was pretty good. That was like the second part, and then the first part was was solid as well. Like, uh -huh. I don't know. I think ten, eleven goals or something. Okay, like yeah, yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, so it was it was great. It was super great. How'd that one end? So I came back to America, and I before that I told the I told the team in Romania I was like, hey, you know, I don't I don't I don't want to stay anymore. I don't want to stay in Romania. I don't want to play third division. You know, I need to. It's either I move up or I don't. Mm -hmm. and uh there was a there was a towards the end of the so I, I signed with them for six months first after i left the uh, team in Shwara, polytechnica so i went them six months play with them the, the rest like or, or three months or whatever the rest of the season then at the summer i ended up going to to Argesh, which was a league one team in romania ended up doing the whole preseason with them in austria played outstanding played i was like so confident i was ready because of what Bosco did for me so because they helped me in that way they were they were putting me on a pedestal and I was totally ready to just go tear it up in league one like I had full-on confidence I was playing outstanding mm -hmm. we had we had uh, friendlies and I was uh you know I was playing very good I got an assist in the first friendly we played I got another I got a goal in the other one so I ended up playing uh very well in the end it's you know Romania who do you who do you know you know what I mean so they ended up putting me in there but it was just like it was a uh, it was tough. Like all the fans, there was words going around with the fans. Like I heard something where you know how could you got how could you, how could you guys not sign Roberto? 
like they're like he played outstanding in, in the preseason how'd you guys you know how'd you guys not sign him like, mm-hmm. he, was, he was amazing so in the end i didn't uh sign there signed for bosco again for a full year mm-hmm. and after six months came back to america to visit my family in december and then my family was like you know just just come back and if we find something here we find something here if not you know just just cut it off so i told bosco okay i'm you know i'm done yeah yeah so i ended up uh Dude, this is crazy, actually. I think you told me a little bit, no, about your dad when he called you. <clears throat> yeah, so I was uh, December comes, coming back to America. I was done, football, done. I was like, dude, you know, it was a good run, not really, but it was a good <laughs> run. <laughs> no, definitely, <laughs> had, definitely had fun, a good run. You know? <clears throat> a lot of sacrifice, but I was like, yeah, it's you know, I think I'm gonna call it quits and it's it's over. And uh, you know, half a month goes by, and all of a sudden I'm driving. My dad just calls me. He's like, "Hey, how are you doing?" I'm like, "Why is my dad, you know, asking just how I'm doing?" Like, I see you at my home. I see him there. Like, dad doesn't usually ask me how are you doing. I was like, "Oh, nothing. How? What's up?" And he's like, "Don't quit. He's like, don't just give it one last try, just for me. Please give it one last try." And that's when I just flipped the switch on. I was like, "Okay, I'll, I'll do it for my dad." So I ended up like I texted a bunch of coaches, and none of them responded. Like, hey, like, I need this. Hey, I need this. Like, I just need a team. Just get me back on my feet here. I want to be in, you know, in America with my family. Like, one guy responded, couldn't do anything. And then all of a sudden, my coach, Pedro, Pedro Boteo, who I would play also Sunday League with, and he was also with PDP, with State Pool. He was a, he was a top coach. Mm-hmm. Um, so he ended up calling, you know, around. He was, like, trying. He's like, I'm going to get you a team. I'm going to get you a team. He's like, don't worry. Ended up getting me, you know, a trial with Earthquakes, too. I was like, okay, perfect. I ended up, you know, coming here. And uh, it was a longer process again, you know, because of the first team. Who are they going to drop down to the second team? They need to see, like, who are they going to sign, et cetera. But, uh, yeah, then, uh, you know, they put their faith in me and they decided to sign me. So very much thanks to Pedro Boteo. Yeah. You know, I got to give him I got to give him that. I owe him, I owe him a lot. Because if, yeah. if it was without him, I wouldn't have gone anywhere. Because yeah. nobody, you know, nobody... It's helping me out. If it didn't work out at Quakes, what do you think you would have been doing now? Oh, for sure. You know, it is what it is. No soccer and and do like... Uh, so I, it was really I, the last, the was, last yeah, chance? last chance. Literally the last chance, which is super cool. Yeah. yeah I would have just done uh, real estate. Which you'll do. Which I'll do. Yeah, I'm getting my real estate license. I already did the course. I just need to take the test and yeah. hop on that because it's something I love. Yeah, start by... Uh, Fixing up that Los Gatos house, yeah. the structure of it, that little layout. <laughs> Much needed. <laughs> <laughs> and how long after preseason did they start talking to you about signing you? I think it was a, mu- a month and a half. How confident were you during that month and a half? That Not confident at all. I was, I was thinking, okay, it's going to be exactly like Romania. A lot of players were coming and leaving. Yeah, a lot of players were coming and leaving. I, thought I mean, I, was... I left for a week. Yeah. When yeah. I was going to go to Nebraska. Yeah, when you going to go to Nebraska. So there's Dude, a lot I was of I wasn't confident at all. I was thinking I was thinking Romanian mind, you know, like, oh, they say one thing, they do the other, because that's how it was in Romania. Like mm-hmm. Romania with the first division team was like, hey, we're gonna sign you, and then all of a sudden they're not signing me, but they offer me a contract to stay in the organization and this and that. And it's like, I, I, that's what I'm thinking. I'm just used to a Romanian like talk, no action. So I just went in there, just did my best, worked hard, and you know, I was like, yeah, it's if if not, it's just a nice training, good time in San Jose, and it is what it is. And then a month and a half, two months later, they're like, hey, we want to we wanna sign you. And then, yeah, that's how it went. Mm-hmm. It took a while, though. Yeah. 
How do you feel you've been playing? Terrible. I think so. Nah, not not terrible, but not up to my standards. I'm very. It's it, it is a different different style of play. You know, it's a it's a different everything compared to what I did in Romania. It was more like the the front attacking. They you know they give them a rest on the way back, and we have like a defender just crush everybody and then pass the ball to us, and we're attacking again, and it's a lot of chances and more creativity and this and that. Here it's it's a bit more German German like. Where it's like we're doing this structure, we're doing it, and it works. You yeah, know, it does work. Not yeah. gonna lie, but it's just like it's, it's just a switch of mindset that I need to get down, and then uh, be to just be more flow, be more creative. You know, mm -hmm. I feel like I, I kind of lost it a bit, but you know, it's 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 ups and downs. It's, it's yeah. football. You know, you, you go through these little things and these knacks, and you realize, okay, how can I fix this? How can I, you know, get going? What do I have to do? What do I have to change? Do I have to change something in my diet? Do I have to? maybe take a nap sleep more do i have to do this or do the, you know you, you try to figure out what can i do so mm -hmm. that's that's um so i wouldn't say i want to say terrible you no take, no i think you've out. been doing well yeah especially on that debut that nice uh secondary assist that you have secondary assist yeah, in, col so. <laughs> in college that's a that's an assist is it yeah so it's like uh what sport does it where the second assist also gets a point i forget what sport it is but know. um but yeah you would uh you would have been you would have been on the stat on the on stat stats. sheet. Yeah. yeah. That was a nice one outside of the foot, left foot into Buddha. Yeah, he had an insane shot too. That bar moved. Yeah. Yeah. That bar was moved. And then Will Will headed it in. Yeah. What's your favorite play to do in the game? Like in the flow of it. I know you're good at free kicks, but I like, love I love getting the ball, turning on the guy, cutting inside from the right. Uh huh. And just playing like a, a, a little ball to the left wing. I love the first into thing the I box do, or like to their feet uh, to 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 like the, in the space. So yeah. they, they're going in the box. I try to find that. Yeah. But I love the first thing I do when I cut inside. I always look far. Then I look close. Yeah, because if you're looking far, you see what's close. Yeah. But if you just start looking close, then you're not yeah. really capturing what's in the furthest layer. Yeah, because we need to go forward. Yeah. So if it's another pass, it's like, why should I do that when I could do you yeah. know that that one pass that goes forward? Obviously, it's more risky. But yeah. if it works, it's you know, yeah. It's 50% chance goal. I think that's one of those plays where like your game, like every every match, uh -huh. you're kind of waiting to get that moment. Then yeah. like you really feel like you're in the groove. Yeah. Like for me, I'm obviously playing in the six, so I'm trying to win balls. But I really know that, you know, I'm in uh -huh. when like I get like a no look pass. Yeah. Like, that's when I'm like, okay. Yeah, I, I, like, I checked that one off the, yeah. the, the list and like now I'm, I'm good. I love that. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like for you, a nice like cut inside. Yeah. launch into the left launch winger the left it's winger. like a solid yeah, like back. yeah it's a good sign i love that or like an outside foot pass i just love like those. the the one to buddha yeah, that yeah. one was smooth i love those so much dog. yeah i'd rather play with like my third leg than play with my right foot not gonna lie you know what I mean? <laughs> 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 uh, we gotta throw in a joke come on we gotta throw in one joke yeah yeah uh, it's mandatory mandatory so what do you got going on the rest of the day dude training yeah, just just training, chilling out, and you know, getting uh, just cleaning up my yeah. room for when we get back from Austin, just to be nice and clean and washing clothes and stuff. Yeah, you excited yeah. to play at Austin? Yeah, dude, they have a nice little fan base. Yeah, for the second team. Mm -hmm. Yeah, dude, being in Austin is gonna be sick. Yeah, I really gonna be hot though. I yeah, but I'm sure you could, you guys will find like a good restaurant. It'd be sweet. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, good vibes. What boots are you wearing right now? Nikes. Um, I love the vapors? Them. Yeah. 
You have the white ones, huh? The white ones, yeah. Those I found are, them in the donation cool. bin. Oh, really? Yeah, I thought they were we yours from like bin. a few years ago. No, we have a donation bin in the in the yeah. earthquakes in the yeah. facility. Oh, I've taken full advantage of that. Yeah, dude, I always look in there like praying there's an eight and a half. Yeah. And there never is, but there was those materials I found size uh-huh. eight and I love them. Yeah. Yeah, dog. When do you guys leave tomorrow at 5 a.m. Yeah. to Austin? Yeah, early, early in the morning. Uh-huh. We train there. Then we, uh, yeah, then we play the game. Does first team play home this weekend? Do you know? Should I check? No, that's all right. I'm wondering, how do you get, so you just drive and leave your car all trip in the parking lot? Yeah. Okay. Which kind of sucks. It's just there for like three days. I'm scared all the time. Like, is someone going to break into it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Usually there's like a, there's like a police car. Have you seen like at the back of the parking lot? Every once in a while. Yeah, Yeah, I've seen that. Just keeping us, keeping us safe. At all times. (laughs) (laughs) All right, then, Roberto. All right, then, mate. Really fun talking to you. I learned a lot. I learned a lot this chat. I did not know about a lot of stories, you know, things you experienced. Really interesting things you had to say today. I'm really glad that you were able to join me on Cambio de Ritmo. Really enjoyed seeing your Cambios de Ritmo in your life that you've been through. Hope you enjoyed this chat. Yeah. What'd you think? (laughs) Yeah. I loved it. Well, I would do this like two more times this week if I could. Two more times. But you'll be in Austin. But I'll be in Austin. You could fly me out. Yeah, you want to come out? Austin. Yeah. We could do a. Uh, paid. We'll do a mobile podcast. I'm done. Camino going, going worldwide. Oh, yeah. All right, mi gente. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed it. We'll see you guys on the next one. Roberto, see you at training today. See you at training. <laughs>